spoiler alert. This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? Tonight on No Fucking ZD, we bid farewell to Libya Soprano, discuss new characters, Christopher's drug habit, and that asshole Robert Frost. It's an all-new episode of No Fucking ZD. Welcome, guys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We are back. We have not quit the podcast quite yet. That's right. Some, someday we will, though. Uh, I tried to quit, but Brendan brought me back. I did, yes. Actually, the NFZ management team convinced me. I know. They, they talked me off the ledge. Yeah. They were emailing us all morning long, and it was just like, please, let us work. You know, we're we're creative people, you yeah, know, and we can't yeah. do that kind of they thing. They really want us to do the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to episode 28, right? Uh, yes, it is. Holy crap. We're talking about uh, Prochet Labushka, which I think I pronounced wrong on the last episode. So, you know, give me some shit online. That's okay. I pronounced it wrong. But uh, Svetlana, I believe, says Prochet Labushka in this one. Um, big episode. This is kind of like the real premiere of this season in a way. Like last week, obviously a lot went on. We had the big FBI stakeout and all that stuff. But this yeah, is but like the last that that episode. That's, uh, you know. It, you know, it's, it's, they, I mean, they had to fill, it was literally filler, I guess, in some ways. It was just a lot extremely of things good could, filler. There's a lot of things I could say right now that I'm not going to say, okay? <laughs> Wait, so Tony says that in this episode to Janice. Is that the first time? It's not, right? I think that Janice has said that to everybody. Yeah, because it gets <laughs> said a lot. That's like a, a quote you could like use to kind of sum up the show in no, some way. I, no, no, I think that she says it when they have that giant like meltdown fight when Tony, when, do. Uh, when, when Meadows' Discover card gets taken away and Tony slaps the cereal bowl off, off of the counter. Oh, right. In wow. season one, right? Maybe, yeah, or season two, I guess, yeah. Um, anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Right. This, uh, My sister's here from Seattle. Right. This is... Uh, it's like I said last week. It's I think one of my favorite episodes. And if I didn't say that, I'm saying it now. Maybe you, that you said it. I might have said that when we were like drinking the other night, hanging out. <laughs> I forget. You said it both, but it, you definitely said it in the podcast. Yeah. Everybody knows Prashai Lavushka is your it's, favorite. It's it's I, it's hard to say, but it's one of them. It's um, way up there. I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's an such incredible a cool show. Yeah. And I, I, I again, I'm just gonna keep like walking down, playing the uh, remember win card here. But I very like, I can vividly remember seeing it the first time. And, oh yeah. And just and uh, you know, it's the episode where Tony's mom dies. It's a pretty big episode. It was hyped up kind of a lot because, you know, she actually died. Well, she actually died, but we also knew that CGI scene was coming. Um, oh, I think these poor guys that had to do this back in like 2000 or whenever this was. Yeah, this was. They probably made it in late 2000. Did you know? Did you know about it before you saw the episode? No, but I was like, she looks weird. Yeah. The first time I saw it. I was curious about that. Like, if someone didn't know if they would. I was would... like, there's something weird going on. Yeah. And also, like, the way it's edited is very unsopranos because they're just never in the frame together. Yeah. You're always seeing the back of her head. And I'm like, wait yeah. a second. Is that, that's weird. And then, boom, she dies. Right. And then you told me that she actually died. Yes. And so, then yeah. I was like, oh, that's why it looks weird. Yeah, Nancy Marchand died uh, sometime around the end of season two. So around the same time Big Pussy died, the real-life Livia was dying. Um, Fucking buzzkill, bro. Yeah, and uh, so that made the news, and people were kind of wondering, you know, what how they were going to handle that. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they had one more scene with her because... I think that it's really... I think it's ballsy that they did that because yeah. I, I think that if it was just like... I mean, it's really good writing, you know? He has this meeting with her where he yeah. kind of storms off, and there's, like, a little bit of extra stuff with uh, Svetlana right. and all that shit. And then 
you know, we get kind of, we get surprised with Tony that she died. Yeah. Which is really good. I mean, that shot where he comes in from moving the sprinkler or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> his fun, awesome life. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Carmela and the kids are standing there after he's he's spewed all this racist shit to Meadow. I know, yeah. <laughs> what a good episode. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it would be so tempting to make this episode just about that. Yes. But it really isn't. There's so much else. And, and, and actually, it, I think that it speaks to Tony's state of mind where, like, He's like, yeah, I'd rather not focus on it. What's up with garbage? You know? Right. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, and then his sister's there, and he doesn't really want to deal with that. Yes. There's, uh, I agree. It's it's like, there's so much happening at once. Kind of like every thread the show has already laid comes, yeah. like, they sort of all ties together here right. in a crazy way, uh, which is crazy for, for a second episode of a season to be such a big episode. Well, I mean, um, they, they didn't ask for it. But, I mean, yeah. look, the first episode didn't really get us very far. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. It set, it set a few things up. We see where people are. We mm -hmm. know that AJ is interested in Slipknots. <laughs> yes. um, the band, the Slipknots. Right. And, um, you know, but... Mm, oh, and also Carmelo was interested in the tennis man. No one, just R the tennis man. Right, the tennis man. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it's really like... It's it's it was it really only like the one or two things happened last week, but this week right. it's like every scene there's something crazy happening, and and it just right. there's a lot of meaning to it because we've been watching them now for like two years, or in our case, like a couple months basically. Um, <laughs> but you know, you've been watching these characters for so long. I just long read now. the Wikipedia page before we start doing the podcast. I close my eyes and imagine, and <laughs> and sometimes I'm pretty close. Oh, maybe that's the Wikipedia page that I'm reading is the one that you imagined. That's why we're always wrong about everything. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's really just so much drama packed into this episode, and it's it's really it's just fantastic and um, and really interesting to see how they handle it. I mean, yeah, like we were just saying, it's kind of cool that even though pretty much the entire audience knew that she was probably going to have to die unless they, they did some weird thing where like they replaced the actress, um, which I'm really glad they obviously didn't do that. But yeah, like, Barb can be replaced and moved around, but not she not can't. Olivia. Right. So I mean, they still managed to make it like somewhat surprising. By yeah. you know, they had that one scene in with her with, with Livia, and it's kind of like, well, maybe it's not going to happen in this episode. Maybe this is going to be more about like you know the garbage war or or Noah Tannenbaum or something like that. Right. And totally. It still kind of comes out of nowhere. Um. And yeah, I mean, you're sort of shocked in the same way that Tony's shocked when he finds out that it happens. Well, and his of course. The reaction that the audience is having is the same reaction that he has, where he goes, right. he goes, no fucking way. Right. This is convenient. Yeah. <laughs> he kind of almost has to, like, wipe the smile off his face. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't tell if he's actually upset. He's just genuinely not upset about it, is he? Uh, it's tough to say. I don't know. I think a part of him is. He, like, literally smiles when he, he does. Out. He does. He's like, you fucking kidding me. It's kind of like when he walks in after Richie's killed, after Janice has killed Richie, and he, like, literally has to wipe that smile off his face. Like, right. he kind of has to remind himself, like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be shocked right now. No, that, that, that's a really good point. I was, uh, I was going to say it's like if they, if, you know, honey, they accidentally delivered an extra pizza. <laughs> that's, that's the look on his face. Um, well, I mean, you know, he talks about feeling relief later in the episode to Melfi um, in a great, great scene between the two of those guys. and Those guys. Those two guys. Um, <laughs> Joey Melfi. I love and, those guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's probably both. I mean, for one, now she can't testify against him yeah. for the airline tickets. That's true. And for two, she's fucking Livia. And, uh, she wasn't know, doing him much good. No. They suffered for years under her. <laughs> the yoke of that woman. <laughs> um, 
and then also yeah shout out to Hugh DeAngelis by the incredible. way incredible yeah we'll, we'll get there we'll get there um but so I think it's a little bit of both you know and yeah. I think that uh it's probably like oh thank god she's gone she did try to kill me and she was gonna probably put me in jail and she was just aside from all that like those are almost terrible like, yeah those are almost like the good qualities about yeah her. those are yeah at least you know where you stand as right. far as those things are concerned but yeah she, she was terrible yes and we find out a lot more things mm-hmm. at the at her memorial mm-hmm. um but like i mean i i think that that this episode not only i mean it's it's not just about livia and it's not just mm-hmm. about the fact that he doesn't have to deal with this mm-hmm. that's almost like the smallest part of this episode is that like she can't testify anymore yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You they know? barely talk about it. And I love that. It's very un CBS. I love how I love shitting on CBS in this <laughs> in this podcast. Yeah, for it's sure. Fun. Um they also, you know, speaking of the FBI, I think I, I first of all I love that scene when the guy shows up with coffee in the morning, uh one FBI agent shows up in the morning, the other one's been there all night, and he's just like his mother died last night, and then like you just hear Tony whistling on the on the wire. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. That's the other thing about this episode, is like it's really sad. There's a lot of parts that are actually surprisingly sad. Sure. Um and, but it's one of the funniest episodes, I think, right? I mean, so uh, far. Oh, oh, by a long shot. Yeah, I mean. I mean, we not only do we have fucking uh, Janice, annoy- basically everybody annoying Tony. Yes. And whenever Tony's annoyed, it's usually funny. Yep, yep. Um, we got, uh, you know, we, we have many, many of the characters that we haven't seen in a while. We got Hesh is in there. Mm-hmm. Hesh comes to say hello. We got Hugh DeAngelis and his awful wife, <laughs> uh, Carmela's mother. What's her name? Uh oh crap! Come to think of it, I don't know if they ever use her name. I think I shit. I should really know this. We should both know this. Actually, someone on Twitter will tell us. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, that we we get the D'Angeli coming mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Um, Chrissy Furio and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Adriana. <laughs> we got the whole gang is there. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. I just love it. And we get yeah. all these little exchanges. This woman's death is worse for everyone mm-hmm. but Tony. Yes. Like even Sill is having a hard time with it because he has to miss a football game. I know, you know I, mean? I know. It's it's hilarious. Motherfucker! And like you don't know, like I don't know why. I mean, I guess that what they're saying with with these little scenes where they're cutting from Phil losing his mind and and Gab like telling him to shut the fuck up to Chrissy and Furio and Adriana like doing coke yeah. and smoking weed smoking, yeah. and listening to the worst rap song I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Out of that little green plastic bong, that... no one ever clears it. Yeah, have you noticed that? Oh, in the show, no, I didn't. Yeah, you're supposed that. to pull the, the. I don't know how many of you have smoked a bong, but you're supposed to pull the little stem out so <laughs> that the whole the smoke goes into you. The more you know, the more you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it it's kind of hilarious to me that like basically everyone's like, yeah, this sucks. We didn't like her. <laughs> I know. Yeah, no one cares, but no one wants to say it. You know, they all kind of just sort of go through the motions. You know, it's um, which is exactly what Tony's doing. Right. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. Like he t- he comments on metal turning into a robot like the rest of them, which is you know basically what he's doing. Of course, it's a little different because like it's not like someone he. Well, I mean, he cared about her, but like, if he had a great relationship with his mother, it might be a little bit different. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but... Well, it would be different in that, like, if she was a nice person, then other people would give a shit. Well, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> that's I, that's I, probably I, the best way to put I it. I think that that's like the long <laughs> and the short of it. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? That's it. We'll see you next week. But um, <laughs> but stupid fucking Janice mm-hmm. has to pull everyone into the room and like get all this stuff going. And, right. And Tony Tony is powerless against Janice in this episode. She, her her. She plays this emotional card so well. 
Can we talk about the situation that Janice is supposedly in? Yes, please. In the off season here. Yes, please. Uh, first, so of- many incredible comic <laughs> moments. Yeah, and just like little subtle things. First of all, does she always answer the phone like that, where she like looks around first, <laughs> like every phone call, and says Ace Garage, Hank's, like, gr- a- Hank's Garage. Oh, is it? <laughs> Either way, that's her house phone that she's answering as if it was a business, just yeah. so she can be like, oh, wrong number, just in case. <laughs> yeah. So Hank's Hank's Garage. Um, okay. The fiance. The fiance who's like younger than your sister basically he's probably yeah like 21 like yeah, yeah 19 or 21 yeah, yeah who knows and th- so they work at kenny rogers right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's gonna come up later they're gonna talk about how she served barry sanders at kenny rogers and no one can get the story right oh i forgot about that. Wait, in this episode no no at thanksgiving uh oh, a little okay. ways away okay okay and aj's like yeah she served him like, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, what else? They're having eggs for dinner. Yeah, eat your eggs, baby. Eat your eggs, baby. <laughs> oh, good it's lord. It's great. Yeah, and then I like um, I like the little reference to Richie. I mean, uh, I like the phone call between them. It's really funny. And then and uh, I love how Tony's just screaming at her the whole time. I know he's yeah. in rare form. Man. Yeah, he really is. He's 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 at his funniest when he's screaming at Janice. As far as I'm I know, concerned. I know. Um, she's just. I mean, just. She's almost worse than Livia in some ways. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she just comes there with a plan. Like it's incredible to me that like it starts off being like, no, I can't really come, and then it's like, all right, I'll come if you pay for my thousand dollar ticket, which I'm not sure I believe. Like a ticket from Seattle to New York is going to be a thousand dollars. Yeah, I know. One maybe way, it's like, like, ridiculous. Um, and by the end of it, she's taking over the house from Svetlana, which like I don't think even really gets talked about before that, right? She just decides. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, but before we move on from it, can I, can we just say? how loving Tony is when he goes, fuck that, one seat, coach. <laughs> he just makes it sound like it's going to be the shittiest flight. Like, I know. One seat, coach. Yeah. And <laughs> we find out uh, Hal or Harpo is a street person. All yeah. kinds of just funny and sad at the same time. That sucks. I love that we never meet Harpo. You know, Never, right? Yeah. This is like really what separates the Sopranos from Seventh Heaven. That's you know? true, like, right. This, the, we, he just... We don't care. Yeah. No know? long lost son coming back in this yeah. show. Yeah. And there, there there, are a lot of people that we hear about that we just never meet. Like mm-hmm. uh, Carmela's uh, cousin, Kathy, gets mentioned. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, I forget when. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah, um, well. Oh, apparently she has a sister, too. Someone mentions her sister at one point. No shit. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Anyways, that's a, that's a little snack for right, you to just you munch go. on for yeah. a while. Um. But yeah, it is great to, to, well, first of all, I guess going back to Janice, I mean, like, I kind of wonder uh, if they would have brought her back as quickly if it wasn't for Livia's death, like, because they, Yeah, they, you that's know. a good point, because yeah. the way that she gets brought back is just so cool. Yeah. Like, we basically go without her for, like, two episodes total. Right. She has maybe the coolest moment of season two. Which one? When she uh, shoots Richie. Oh, season two. I'm thinking this. Right. right. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's coming up? With so-? But yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, and then... You know, we think that she's gone, mm-hmm. you know, and like obviously she's in the wind. She doesn't want to hang out mm-hmm. because she killed Richie. Yep. And then, you know, now she's just back, but it's like totally organic how she gets brought back. I love that. I totally agree. And she will just cause all kinds of problems for Tony. Already is. Um, but they also have some nice little moments together. I like that moment in the basement when she's like has the glass to the, <laughs> just looking for this treasure. Basically. The hustle never ends. No, no, never with her. But uh, but I like that little moments that they have together. It's very like it's like two real siblings, you know, yeah, uh, getting getting sure. together, um, and just yeah, it's really funny that she murdered her fiance and 
that her brother helped her get away with. And she skipped down and now she's back. Right. It's just crazy. And she's not leaving this time. We've got her. This is it, yeah. She's uh, She will cause all kinds of havoc <laughs> over the next couple she's seasons. She's the fucking greatest. Yeah, she'll run through some of these mob guys. Um, one of whom we meet in the episode, actually. This is Ralphie's first uh, big right. introduction. That's true. Yeah. And now, I, I think that we're... we're you and I are pretty clear that he hasn't been mentioned before. This other Ral- this Ralphie Rotaldo was not right. supposed to be this Ralphie. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think so. He's never been mentioned, but, you know, and this is one of the things that a lot of people complained about with the show is that they would just drop in these characters and kind of just be like, and where do they come from? You know, people were yeah. just wondering where they came from and how that, how you know, it just didn't have a good explanation for where they'd been. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. You can assume, like we've said before. There's there's more mob guys and associates than than we actually see on the show. I think. Yeah, and I can fucking live with it. That's the other I can't thing. Like we it, get yeah. we get some fresh new characters, not too many. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But like, you know, they explain some things really well. Like when like when Tony Uncle Al uh, comes back, you right? Know, that's explained pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, same with Phil Leotardo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But also, you know, but you know what I noticed in that scene because I f- I thought you were going to bring this up. Because mm-hmm. uh, I had a dream about this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> it was a terrible, terrible dream. Apple, you know, Tim t- uh, Tim Cook just showed up and said, "Nope, just shut it <laughs> That's down. It. Uh, delete iTunes. Delete iTunes." <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I was thinking about. Well, when I watched it, I noticed that there's like some old guy that shows up with them that yeah like, that doesn't even get mentioned you know right. and it's just like there are people around it's cool exactly and yeah. also like you have to be at a certain level to go to the boss's house when his mom dies that's a great point actually yeah so like ralphie could have been working his way up or doing something else or playing volleyball in fucking florida <laughs> or something you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i mean it sounds like it sounds like basically once richie uh you know joined the witness protection program that ralphie wherever he had been decided to step up a little bit right because they i mean he they, me- they make some kind of mention of that that he's over the past couple of months like really stepped up since richie went away and we never really met richie's crew did we we met we met well, uh, it's the april crew yeah we meet some of them we met th- when he sends them over to uh to deal with the uh the ramp the fucking ramp right 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 so we saw Vito. we did meet yes right and he was a veto at that point and yeah. not gino anymore yeah so we we did meet him he makes a quick appearance and then just eats starts eating right away in this episode this poor guy um and then also there's like you know like uh albert Brisi's there again there's more people probably associated with him that he works with every day it, totally. it, it's just a bigger world than you know yeah what we're seeing and so i i don't have a problem with it and ralphie's an incredible character yeah yeah exactly so Keep keep Ralphie. Yeah, <laughs> essentially what we're saying. Yeah, please. Let's. No, I hope Ralphie doesn't die. <laughs> yeah, me me too, man. Because he seems so sweet. Yeah, I think he should last the rest of the show, and I really don't think they should like focus too much on on Tony. him. Or you know, if anything happens to him, I don't think they should spend an episode focusing on it. Oh, oh I see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, just, I get where you're coming from. Um, I thought you were saying like maybe it shouldn't be about Tony so much anymore, and mostly just be about Ralphie. Yeah, or just Joey Pants in general. <laughs> maybe it should just be a documentary about him. Joey Pants. Yeah. Um, Joey Pants, come on the show. If you're out there, come through. Yeah, he's on Twitter, guys. So just tweet at him in, on our behalf. <laughs> and, uh, Is it at Joey Pants? Uh, I hope so. If not, he missed a great opportunity. Yeah, and I'll tell that to his face. Yeah, no, I won't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love Ralphie. I think that of of Tony's like antagonists, he's my favorite. Like Richie was cool and scary. Phil Leotardo later down the line will also be cool and scary and right. uh, cause a lot of problems. But like. 
Ralphie is a really charming, likable villain. He's very smart too. And he's as smart, smart as Tony. Exactly. And you could see it like from this episode. I mean, first of all, the crocodile tears are such a great way to introduce him that he's crying about it. I know, that's just that's his first thing. Yeah. And, and then what we find out about his like terrible relationship with his mother, right. like and all this stuff as right, time yeah. goes on. True. I didn't whoa, think about that. Whoa, whoa daddy, yeah. as he says. Um but we meet him, he's crying, he can turn it on, and then pretty much immediately turns it off. So it's like, all right, so we already know this guy's good at just like, no you know, fire. Yeah, sucking up to the boss. And then he makes him, you know, he's very smart in that in that dealing with him out in the backyard. It's like a really, you know, like, he knows his shit, clearly. Yeah. Albert backs him up. Yeah. Um, well, it's, yeah, so he, he, Tony's really smart. He takes him out into the backyard. Yeah. And manages to avoid the lamp. The right. The lamp. Yeah, and, and I really like that, you know, those two scenes that, Pretty much right after that scene, um, the, they you know they show Tony in the backyard without even realizing it. He kind of fucks the FBI over there and uh, and throws a wrench in their plan. Yeah. And then the only thing that they end up picking up is AJ planning this like what, it's a he's like stealing tests right from his high school. Yeah, they're stealing the tests yeah. so that they can like do the test and then cheat or something like that. Yeah, or just know all the answers basically. But but I I just love that little detail without even realizing it. Tony like got super lucky there by not taking them downstairs in the basement to talk, to talk about this garbage war. Dude, yeah. And then the only thing the FBI actually picks up is AJ Soprano and his dumb friends, and uh, it's just great. If he had gone down there, they would have actually gotten something. They would have definitely had something. Yeah, I mean they would. Have had, they would have had evidence, I guess, tying him to the other explosions, the one that we saw at the beginning, and then uh, and just the whole the garbage war in general. Right. Which I have to say, I'm a little too dumb to fully understand. Um, but I like that they don't spend too much time on these mob details. You know. No, I mean, basically, it's like I, I think that the 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 central thread with like all of these businesses that they have, whether it's construction or or, or the carting, right? You know, garbage. Uh, is just that like they've busted out businesses that and they have like a controlling interest in it, right? And now they're sort of like they they're gunning for uh, contracts with certain townships, right? And, and like construction sites and shit like that, right? And and someone's threatening to to tell some authorities, and that's like one of the issues there. And that's, Joe Zachary, yeah, playing, playing footsie right, with Albert, right, 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 right. I mean, Ralphie is really Ralphie's. He's got a he's got a nice like steel tongue. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, is that what they say when someone's witty? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think you can say that. Sure, <laughs> he's, he, he's witty. You know, he says he keeps playing footsie with Albert. You know, yeah. he's great. He really knows what he's doing. He's he's a clever guy. I mean, he's a He's definitely yeah. He's smarter than Richie, probably smarter than Phil, but maybe that's debatable. Uh, but he is, as they say, a formidable foe for Tony. I would say. Yeah, I, you I, know, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, um, and uh, and just he's a lot of fun to watch on screen. So um, yeah, let's just really hope that he does stay around for a while. But who knows? Who really knows? Oh, um, we're also gonna get some uh, some more Jackie April. He this was. Is gonna, this is gonna be a big Jackie April season. It is indeed. Yeah, another one who another character I really hope is just. In the show until the last episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, I don't. He's annoying as uh, fuck. He sucks. Yeah, he's in this. He's disrespectful. Yeah, he <laughs> is Rose disrespectful. That's that's true. Um, well, maybe speaking of Meadows, Tony, uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what a little dick. But you know what? True to life for some nineteen-year-old kid. How the fuck do you do that to the boss of North Jersey? The fact that he knows too. Yeah. And well, I mean, he was like. Jackie himself was, I guess, the prince of North Jersey briefly when his dad was the boss. That's true. Um, I guess let, let's close out quickly and for the end of uh, half one here. Um, the uh, Speaking of Meadows' little friends, we, we meet Noah Tannenbaum in this episode. He's going to be the first one to get all up in that ass. Yeah, Tony does murder him next episode after, <laughs> after he... Uh, <laughs> um, 
What uh, what do you think of the the little rewind thing that they do there? I thought it was interesting. I yeah. think it's a decision. Yeah, and like that's 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 the episode. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that like because it's really really rare that yes. that we get any type of time play in The Sopranos. Yeah, there's things like, are fairly linear. Yes, you don't often get like you know like the episode doesn't start dramatically with like someone lying dead with a bullet in their head and then we go back right no, no, you know no. what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but like this was kind of cool because it opens up and and so we you know we get that scene and it's like it's kind of a cool intro to the episode mm-hmm. i mean i love that that happens the way it does because th- this episode is is paced in a really nice way where mm-hmm. like it's written like a good song where like you, there's kind of a diversion at the beginning you know what i mean yes. and then like we find out pretty soon afterward it's almost like a Seinfeld episode, to be honest, where like, you know, there's there's like something going on with one person and something going on with the other person. Somehow they like touch each other at the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so, you know, Tony pisses off Meadow and then his grandmother, his mother dies. It's just kind of out of nowhere. It's yeah. just kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and, you know, it's just life, man. It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you know, the old like tv adage is it's like tell them what they're gonna you know when you're writing an episode of tv this is like the format that you just had to do mm-hmm. it was tell them what they're gonna see then tell them or show them and then wrap it up and tell them what they just saw right basically. right 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 and uh i mean i've heard david chase specifically talk about not wanting to do that kind of writing and right. yeah so this when this episode starts with that noah thing it's like well where is this gonna go but then it just you know it, it takes such a left turn so early on and right. it's become something else entirely, which is, which is, is, you know, good surprising writing a lot of the time. And that's true. It's yeah. also, it also sets up a lot of good things because, you know, uh, Meadow and Tony are thick as thieves, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And like, they're, they're they've always been very close mm-hmm. and, uh, and to have this happen in this kind of way is really interesting. You know, also the fact that they're watching uh, public enemy, right? Which I haven't seen, but from what I understand, it's a movie about a guy whose mom and brother don't like him. And then he dies and they're sad because they actually like him. (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's a criminal, his brother, I forget what his brother does, but he's on the straight and narrow path. And, uh, but the mom still loves Tommy. His, his, his name. And uh, Tommy. yeah. And uh, it ends with, with him dying like that and these other gangsters kind of drop him off at her front door. Mm-hmm. Um, but And she cares about him. Exactly. Which I think is why Tony's crying, right? right. He's, he's crying for because he never had a mom like that. Yeah. But um, anyway, but yeah. So, so, they're, so watching they're watching Public that. Enemy. Noah is annoying. Yes. Let's, without just, a doubt. let's just be honest from the get go. Without a doubt. Uh, you know, I mean, if some kid walks into my fucking house and is like, you film buff? And I go, eh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like movies. And they start fucking talking about modernity and like all this bullshit. I just feel like cool. He's pretentious as fuck, but yeah. I mean, then again, so am I. So I don't know. But um, yeah, that's I'd like to think I'm not as annoying, but who knows? I don't know. I, we've got some podcast listeners who may disagree. Oh boy, <laughs> sorry. Um, we just talk about Sopranos all the time at all at all at events, literally all times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Noah sucks, but I just love how direct Tony is with it. Yes, me too. And but and and it is also nice that he has a panic attack to start the episode. Right. It's been kind of a while since he's had one. Or I guess the last one he had was at the Garbage Man's Ball, from what I That's can true. remember. That's true. It's been a while, since, yeah. Yeah, I like I like the setup. I mean, it, I, I like the rewind thing just because it's kind of fun that at this point, like, you know, they're they're kind of like seasoned. The show is 
I guess, kind of coming into its own a little oh, bit. Oh, what would you say? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I like uh, that. But I like that they can kind of play with format at this point. Just like last yeah. week's episode, they had that weird Sting mashup, and this week they have this Rewind thing, which like is just really surprising on this show because they've never shot anything like that before, really. Totally. There's... Also, half the people watching these days have no fucking idea what that's supposed to look like. What that was that? Because no one's used a VCR in like oh, that's true. Fifteen years. That's very true. Yeah, it's like DVDs don't do that shit. Right. Yeah. Know? But I, I just, I have this theory about season threes of TV shows. Just they're usually here. We go with the theory. I think that they're usually a lot of a lot of my favorite shows. Their best seasons are season three, like this and The Wire for sure, and uh, mm-hmm. and also The X Files was is another one. And The X Files is one that was like. You know, I think that basically, well, before I say it, I guess basically I just like that, like, after season one, you set up the world. Season two, you kind of fill everything in. Season three, you can kind of just, like, start playing with the format and having fun with it. Right, right. You have to, you really have to, like, pay some dues to get to the point where you can do what you want to do. Exactly. If they did this in episode two, it'd just be like, this is weird. Like, you know, I mean, maybe it would work because it's Gandolfini and it's the the Sopranos and it's shot really well. But um, you do have to do a little legwork first, yeah. For sure. And so they got to play with their format. The X-Files got a lot funnier in season three, and they started kind of making fun of themselves. and, and just, it just Oh, is that yeah, so? Yeah. I mean, so I just think that, uh, yeah, they, they've earned that that weird rewind. And, uh, Mad Men was really good in season three, too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's. I believe that that's the season where they start their own agency. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they, it's just it's, it's usually when a show starts really kind of expanding, and uh, unlike ours, <laughs> coming into its own. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Um, well, hey, we got the new format. We got that's some, true. We got You're some right. Sound yeah. bites. That's you know exactly, what I mean? See? Like, so we set up the world, we filled it in, and now we've got <laughs> exactly. to have a podcast. You know, that's very true. Um, well, let's uh, let's you know let's let's take a break. Let's, let's stick to that yeah, format and take a break. Let's real take quick. a break. But this, we'll have a couple uh, more things to say about Noah, and then we have to get to the uh, excellent great room scene later in this episode. So please join us <laughs> in come the back. great room. Come back, please. I can see you putting that phone down. Stop. Don't pause this. Don't pause it now. Come back. No Fucking ZD is brought to you by all the people who ever lived. All right. Welcome back to No Fucking ZD. We're talking Prochet Lavushka. Season three, episode two. Look, don't talk over the grand funk. (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, that's it. We're done. I think. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And uh... <laughs> can, can we talk about uh, AJ doing homework? First of all, why yes. is he doing homework? This is weird. Why? Just because his grandma just died? No, because he's doing homework. Oh, it's AJ uh, yeah. Soprano. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Like, why is he so interested? He's like throwing pencils against the wall. Does he know that he's about to get fucking like shit can from his school or something? Like, why is he doing homework? <laughs> You're, I uh, honestly, I'm not sure. He's plot hole. Would, would you consider that doing homework? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Listening I, to Slipknot and throwing shit. Yeah, and also just like his father, he just kind of wants Meadow to just hand him the answers. Yeah. Just like you, you can see how he's slowly turning into Tony there, even with throwing the pencil against the wall. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, and he's so bad at trying to figure out Robert Frost. I love how he calls him an asshole. <laughs> I felt that way before. Yeah, for real. Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure I would consider that even trying. He's just kind of like, Meadow, give me the answers, please. Yeah. Um, Plus he's listening to fucking Slipknot while he's trying to interpret a Robert Frost poem, yeah. which is like, 
basically like two most antithetical things I can imagine. Yeah. And for those of you who are too young, which I'm not sure how many of you out there actually are, I think we have the coveted demographic of like 65 to 85. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, boy, but, oh boy, Bud Light's going to be advertising with us any day now. <laughs> but uh, um, if you are somehow too young to remember the late 90s, it's just this kind of music was everywhere. And uh, I cannot tell you how glad I am that phase has come to an end. The well, corns, the Limp Bizkits. The... You know that Linkin Park is the biggest selling band of this century, right? <sighs> yes. Yes, I do. It's crazy. Linkin Park. That makes some sense to me, I guess. Slip well, all the, all the divorced kids love Linkin Park. I guess so, all the yeah. the kids with the divorced parents. <laughs> a lot of kids just getting divorced from their friends. <laughs> um, it's a funny scene to watch him try to figure this out. And uh, if I could put on my, my spoiler hat here for a second, because I, I see connections here to the series finale. And I was going to say that if you want to skip ahead, just like five minutes or so, we'll, we'll talk about this briefly. But uh, No. No, sit there. Okay. Listen. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I, I just think, you know, there's this whole death equals white thing in this scene that, that Meadow brings up. You know, AJ's just convinced that, oh, black must equal death. But uh, Meadow puts the idea in his head that white also equals death. And so, you know, that to me kind of flies in the face of uh, of the ending, the theory that some people have. Cause, that Tony gets shot? Well, I'm not even necessarily against that. Like, I personally don't think that's what the ending is, like, about necessarily. But right. I think that you get a lot of people who... There's a lot of people I've noticed online, on crazy online commenters, like myself, um, who messed up that that Bobby Bacala quote from when they're on the boat where he says, you probably don't even hear it when it happens. A lot of people, for some reason now, believe that he says, when it happens, everything goes black or some... What? I if, Go on any, like, review of The Sopranos and you'll eventually find one person writing this. Well, that's maybe an overstatement, but but a lot of people like misquote that now to think like, yeah, everything goes black when you die. Like they even say it on the show. They don't. They don't. And here we have an example of Meadow actually presenting like the opposite. You know, um, well, he says, "I thought black was death," and she goes, "White too." Yeah. So it's kind of like there is no real everything, easy answer. Everything sucks. <laughs> basically, <laughs> it's basically, the we're answer. all gonna die. Um, that's and, all I wanted to say though about the the white the white versus black thing. I mean, well, of course talk about that more and more as well we... i'm gonna push the theory that tony chokes on an onion ring yeah that's what i think <laughs> that, that's the ending so. i think he returned to his home planet is what i think <laughs> happened there. um Mulder and scully just pop out exactly <laughs> um anyways uh, anyway I, I think that you're probably right i don't know who knows i well i guess ultimately i think that no one's really right as you as no with this poem no, is... you're right oh okay great that's it uh great send me checks to uh <laughs> here's my personal address um, oh, and AJ also steps out of his room and he goes, Grandma? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up with that? You know, I think that you could maybe make the arguments that, uh, I don't make this argument, but I think some people might, that there's maybe a supernatural element okay, to the can, show. Okay, enough with the theories. And okay. The, and the, always I, with the I theories. just think that it's just, well, it just captures those weird couple days after someone you know dies. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, that's like, true. There's just weird things after, like, you have, like, weird dreams about them like there's speaking of Mad Men again there's that yeah. episode he dreams about someone wakes up to find out they've died but then can't really remember if he had the dream that night the night before or if it was another night right right like, right 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 death just sort of throws you for a weird loop and you that's totally true yeah so every noise that you hear at night is kind of like are they here like what's going on I or, love that they included that though that AJ is actually feeling because we don't get a whole lot of AJ in this episode we don't no we don't and I have to say rewatching this now 
I understand some of the hatred for AJ, but now that I have like distance from being that you mean age, hatred on like a on like a critically acclaimed like no, no. level. No, I think that um a lot. Of, I think that a lot of casual fans think of AJ as kind of a whiny little kid, and he is. Yeah, he totally is. Uh, I think some of those fans probably forget how they were at that age, though. That's true, because like. I yeah, yeah, I did not have it together when I was his age. AJ is funny, at least. He is funny. And uh asshole Robert Frost. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, a huge part of that is just like think of who his parents are, you know? Like he didn't have a lot of uh He's also kind of a regular kid. That, well, that, that yeah, that, that's the other thing. I mean, he's got a lot of weirdo shit going on because of his his dad and, and all and the way that his family operates right. and stuff. And he's kind of a whiny little bitch. But also <laughs> like um you know, he's just into dumb shit. Mm-hmm. He's kind of annoying. He's mm-hmm. not funny. He's not interesting. Yeah. But that's because he's like, what, 13 or some shit? 14? Yeah, he's probably 13 or 14. He's in high school now. So, yeah, he's 14. 13 or 14. Um, a lot of kids are like him. It's, it's just, just stupid. Yeah, just kind of, I don't know. I, I, also, I also feel like boys in general are maybe a little whinier than girls, believe it or not. Yeah, because they're trying to act cool, but they don't know shit. Exactly, yeah. And they're just kind of like fumbling over their, their new, like, they just like spurred up overnight and are suddenly like six feet tall or whatever yeah, and don't know how, don't know how to handle any of it. Fuck everything. Exactly. Um, and he's always cranking it. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, and I think in some ways, too, he plays this weird kind of audience surrogate, surrogate you know, where he's mm-hmm. just kind of watching the madness and just kind of like rolling his eyes. And it's it's overdramatic and it is whiny, sure. but it's not as bad as some people Make no, it out to me. I, I think that you're right, yeah. and I think that I, I I was thinking about this when I saw him uh, on on this episode, and I was just like, he could be any of these mobster dudes' kid, right? You know, it's just like kids are who they are, right? And we happen to know a lot about AJ, and so we think he's annoying, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's. I think we should just get right to uh, the meat of the episode here. I think we need to talk about. Artie Buko. Uh, Artie Buko. No, I, I was gonna say I was gonna say the new pastry pastry chef <laughs> at Vesuvio. Uh, at Vesuvio, what's his something name? Something Vasquez. Vasquez. Yeah. <laughs> Vasquez, right? Uh, uh, um, yeah. So so Janice and join Tony, us in the great room. Yes. Holy fucking shit, bro. Right. Janice uh, goes against Livia's wishes and decides she needs to have a very dramatic send off for her mom. Right. So they have instead of so they go from not having anything. To literally having the works. <laughs> Everything know. but an open casket, oh, essentially. Boy. Yeah. You know? So, like, you know, they go to the... There's a nice Godfather nod where they... When they get to the, uh, oh, the funeral, funeral home. home. Yeah. Um, and also, Mr. Cozzarelli says, Yeah, you owe my powers. You know, like, mm-hmm. I, I really liked that. Um, I think that that's one of those lines where we're supposed to, like... It's a reference rather than him. Like, th- like the writers are referencing Godfather. Oh, yeah. It's not Cozzarelli making a Godfather joke in the moment. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> I would think so. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but it's a direct lift from the from Godfather, right? I think yeah, it's exact, yeah. like word for word almost. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. it's kind of crazy that they did that considering that like, you know, in, in another episode we had Silvio like do, like reenacting an entire scene right. from that very movie. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, the lines blur a little bit. Yeah, but I like that because it's kind of seamless to me. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, so like they go from doing nothing to doing everything. Yeah. Uh, the California bullshit. The California bullshit. I don't want to that. California bullshit. <laughs> I love that line. Me too. Um, 
it is so awkward and so bizarre and it's just hard not to feel as uncomfortable as everyone else in that room. I know. Uh, there's a great shot of Paul, Paul Walnut. Paul Walnut. Um, when he literally, just, just to avoid making eye contact with Janice in any way, like literally like tilts his head all the way up to the ceiling <laughs> and just starts like looking around the room. Like, what's he looking for? I know. There's nothing there. And, and Furio and and Adriana and, and Chrissy are just high as balls. Yeah, I, for, I always forget that Furio is too. So when he makes Furio's that survivor, hold, Furio's holding it together very though. well. Yeah, but when he makes that survivor joke about like robbing the survivor winners, <laughs> like he's high as balls. Like I always That's forget really about good. that. Yeah, um, it's not a bad plan either. No, it's really not. I'm surprised that that wasn't happening more often. You got to plant a lot of seeds though to make that work. You do, but as Paul, <laughs> I love that Paul is like. I'm going to keep calling him Paul, by the way. Yeah. I love that he's like, that's great. We could find out where they live. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a nice little detail. Um, but yeah, so Janice, uh, ever the drama queen, decides that she has to uh, put on this show, basically, and puts everyone through this this total bullshit. And um, why, why, does she, why does she do it? Well, as she says at the funeral home that she's just kind of like, how's this going to look if we don't, you well, know? Well, she, yeah, but she's like pleading to do this but i feel it's janice it's about her she's not a straight shooter yeah it's about her yeah does she want the attention yeah i think so i think so she wants the attention she wants to talk about herself she gives a speech about having extraordinary visual skills visual yeah and, oh my and God. that's you know it's total bullshit that livia had n has nothing to do with her making videos now well, in the present day and also janice has like no talent you know yeah none None. We'll see her try to play guitar in a couple episodes, and it's it's that is one of bad. my favorite yeah. little little plot twists. There. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like I guess I guess it is about her, you know. And she's just, I mean, I've seen people's. I don't know how many of your grandparents are alive, but I've mm -hmm. I've I've seen I've seen my my parents go through this, and you know, I think that the thing is that when you when you have a death in the family, some people in the family handle it well, mm -hmm. and they kind of like you know they rally and they they. Screw their courage to the post, mm -hmm. as Junior would say, and like <laughs> it brings you closer together in some way. And some people just totally fucking flip out, yeah, and like they act weird, they're erratic, you know, because they're they're it's they they have to deal with their feelings. They're trying to figure out like, yeah. and they they're it's not direct the way that they're dealing with their feelings. And yeah, I think that this is what Livia is doing. I think Tony, yeah. for once Janice. in his life, is having a oh yeah, Janice, yeah. yeah. I think that Tony, for once in his life, is having a pretty reasonable reaction. I mean, maybe that's because he's in therapy. I don't know, but Janice, yeah, this is that you're probably right. I mean, this is probably just her weird way of de of dealing with it. She also, like Tony, has anger issues, and and oh, yeah. uh, he'll usually go to that instead of sadness, as Melfi pointed out. She'll, I guess, in times like these, yeah, turn to this weird narcissism basically yeah and, she does yeah and also i think that there are just those people out there who kind of like attaching themselves to tragedies because i don't really know why exactly maybe maybe mm -hmm. it just breaks up the regularness of life like there's something well janice loves sympathy yeah maybe that's what it is janice just loves sympathy with her yeah. with her epstein bard or carpal tunnel <laughs> and like yeah. all of that shit uh i mean you know she loves sympathy and she she feels like I think that she's a little bit cursed because she never got any encouragement from her family. And That's so sure, she yeah. feels like the only way that she can she can get sympathy and, and, and have people's uh hearts on her side is to to be like, you know, to have some tragedy going or to be bereaved or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um she just kind of 
goes from not caring all that much to she goes from not even wanting to show up right for, for some sort of valid reasons i guess to avoiding jail time um but yeah but, but, but then right it's gotta to, be more than that yeah uh, it, it's yeah i mean if she was on the hook for a murder they'd find her oh absolutely but i think that yeah i mean i think it's it, it breaks up you know the regularness of life to have these big moments happen all of a sudden sure, and sure, and sure. people yeah the attention's nice <laughs> getting yeah. attention from people is certainly nice exactly yeah uh, she likes it janice is already losing her mind at the gravesite with these records like yeah it's clearly just Bizarre. a money thing but she's like yes. she gets so mean to svetlana like right off the bat i know yeah and svetlana is really she, she's a real champion in this episode you know she holds them down pretty good and and yeah. janice comes in she she swoops in and she's like you know just rearranging everything without even talking to Tony like she's fucking you know Miss Miss Family Miss on the ball <laughs> right. or something you know what I mean yeah. but like she doesn't know what's going on and she's just like she's just like calling the tune and hoping that they'll dance but you know like it's totally crazy she's so nuts in the great room there or I mean in general in general but yeah, but in yeah. general but then. This thing was Fetlana, and then in the great room, which is so funny because no one has anything to say. Nothing to say. There's yeah. literally one friend of Livia's there, who Olivia hit with her car right, in season right. one. Yes, exactly, <laughs> and she's still in the wheelchair. Yeah, but I love how Furio has to step out of the way when she's talking. Oh, she starts yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. She, he doesn't realize that there's someone whose view he's like fully blocking. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a great little moment. I love that, and and Chrissy's monologue here. I mean, really and truly one of my favorite moments in the series, I have to say. And we don't know how long it goes on, too, because they cut away from it. I know. To, I know. To, uh, to uh, Tony and Artie out Tony back. and Artie, yeah. because Artie is back to thinking that Tony set the fire. And Tony doesn't deny it. He says, Artie says, our secret dies with her, doesn't it? And Tony has nothing to say. Yeah. So, like, at this point, did they just both know and accept it i guess you know i guess so and like and and at some point he says do you want me to give you another fresh start to fuck up isn't that in like season five mm -hmm. uh, uh yeah or season four i think yeah yeah. Um, yeah which you know is a pretty real life ending to a lot of uh conflicts between people it's just eventually just kind of like yeah that thing happened between us we're both still kind of weird and mad about it yeah. but mm, i'm not gonna say anything yeah sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, Christopher's speech is absolutely incredible. Uh, I said last week that his his line in the back of the the uh, Satrials about saying nothing sounds crazy anymore. The older I get, <laughs> I, I did love that line. But I think this speech was really like I was like, oh my god, the show is unbelievably funny yeah. and just absolutely amazing. And Chris is uh, 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 what's his name, Michael Imperioli. Mm -hmm. Is so fucking good. Just completely sells it. Looks so totally fucked up. <laughs> Even with computers. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And, and I kind of like, like, it starts off sort of making sense. It's kind of like, oh, that's actually kind of insightful. And then... I, I guess what I'm saying is... <laughs> it has nothing to say. But also, I'm not sure how a computer would help get everyone in one room. I it's know. Like, that's, <laughs> the thing, that's the thing. That's, that's one of the best, like, moments. Is you're like, uh, 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 I don't know. Yeah. And what's great, too, is that here is just really great comic relief, but it will come back in season four when Carmela is like, I know you were fucked up at my mother-in-law's funeral. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it becomes a bigger moment than just this really funny moment. Well, and it gets brought up in, like, another one of the funniest moments in the history of this show, which is Chrissy's intervention. Right, that's what I mean. so yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, she brings it up there. Yeah, exactly. 
exactly. Yeah, um, and it's just so clear now watching it just how <laughs> how apparent it is and how everyone notices. Like Hesh is just looking at him like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, here? exactly. And Silvio and, and get some cold fucking fizzy water on your head. Yeah, it's just it's just absolutely great comic relief. You know, it it you know, like I said, it, it captures those days of after and before a funeral that just really really well. Like a lot of just weird shit happens. You find right. yourself laughing at weird stuff. Um, well, we get this amazing, hilarious moment with Chrissy mm-hmm. into one of the most, like, it's it's like, it's like the great room scene is awkward mm-hmm. and then Chrissy swoops in and like gives us that moment and then it gets ultra awkward Yeah, because Carmela has had a few bukas yeah, or, she's or whatever been, she's, she's drinking. downing it. Yeah, I know. I love watching her do shots. Yeah. I mean, she is like on a mission and she just starts talking like from out of nowhere. I mean, yes. Hesh is like trying really hard to say something. <laughs> she Janice tries to get uh, AJ to say something, and then Carmela tells her to back off. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, Janice starts talking and is basically incoherent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's mostly about her. Um, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we have Carmela. Yeah. So Carmela basically says what everybody's thinking. Yeah. Which exactly. is like, why are we doing this? She right. didn't want this. She kind of knew that we didn't like her that much. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's not a whole lot of subtext here. She really lays it down. Yeah, yeah. And uh, does quite a good job. She does an incredible job. And her dad standing up, too, is, and just screaming there is, is, is great. But and uh, we're never going to see that happen again. No. Hugh is a, is a squeaking little gerbil, as Tony puts it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's I I love the line that where, where Carmela says from beyond the grave, even and, you know, I mean, Livia had such a hold on all these people. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's just really, yeah. I mean, it's just kind of nuts. She was a crazy, crazy person. Well, and... in many ways, Carmela is the only person who could have said this, also because right. everyone's afraid of Tony. Well, right. They all have to completely suck up to him, right? So yeah. no one's gonna be like, dude, she tried to fucking kill you. Yeah, you know yeah, I yeah, mean? yeah. But um. Carmela's really the only one who can get away with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm even surprised that Tom, Barb's husband, had the balls to say, here, here. Like, he holds up his glass, he's like, here, here. And it's just like, whoa, dude, like, you know, you are, I, I, even I'm watching that, I'm like, hey, Tom, shut the fuck up, yeah. right? This is our family. <laughs> You're out of your depth. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, Tom wouldn't let, to, Tom actually was the realist of the bunch, like, forever, because he was just like, no, she can't come She's here. not living here, yeah. She's not allowed to be here, like, and that's that. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And and I always appreciated that, that about Tom. He's a nice guy. He seems great, He's yeah. good looking, too. He grows a beard in one of the seasons. That's like, true. I think he's fucking awesome, you know? <laughs> I love that they can get that actor back every time, <laughs> but they can't get Barbara back. It's too bad. I know. He's, he definitely still gets stopped on the street, though, you know? Like, Hopefully. Him and the guy who played Finn, like, th- those guys, like, probably just love every second yeah, of Yeah, yeah. Um, it's too bad that they had to replace Barb. I, this is I feel like this is the best Barb. The original Barb is the best one, and she looks even like Livia a little bit, mm-hmm. like when they show that young picture of her on, at the funeral yeah, uh, at the true. wake. Um, it's too bad, but anyway. Um, two other little details there: the the pussy in the mirror thing when Tony's getting the uh, bottle of alcohol out of the liquor cabinet. Right, I think it's Grappa. It's probably Grappa. Yeah, love that little detail. Another thing that some people like to say, like that's an actual ghost. 
I'm really not sure about that. I, I think, think it's, it's in, I think it's a memory. I I agree. I think it's in Tony's head. Again, I think it's one of those weird things where you're kind of all screwed up after somebody dies and these right. just weird memories pop up in your head. Well, we get a we I I I like those things and the same goes with the dream sequences where we get a taste of people's consciousness. Yeah. You know, and like this is this is what's in Tony's consciousness. He's thinking about death. Mm-hmm. Um but also I think that I think that puss is like totally relevant with this because um Livia was fixing to do basically what he killed Puss for doing. Yeah, I guess so. So what kind of position was he going to be in if she was if she turned into a rat, you know what yeah. I mean? Like um and I think that there's a lot of guilt on him because he yeah, yeah. he like didn't think she was going to die naturally and probably thought that something was going to have to happen because mm-hmm. she wasn't going to save Livia wasn't going to save him, I don't think. She might have. I wonder what what would have happened. She might have like toyed with him for a long time. Yeah, that's. And that, then that at the last second, be like, and uh, who knows? She would have been. She would have had gone senile. Yeah, something like that. Quote senile. Yeah, yeah, but I agree, and I actually had never thought of that. That that might be why he's thinking of him there, and that just in general, they they never had a funeral for pussy. You know, I mean, like your best friend dies, and you can't even talk about it, and right. and uh, you know, because I'm gonna kill you, and so I just want to know what this feels like. <laughs> um, but. but but he never had a chance to really talk about it with anybody. They never had a funeral. There was no moment where they had that funeral for pussy. So I can just imagine that it's just one of those things. Just had that terrible day on a boat. Right, yeah. That that was it. That he just had to hold in forever and, and not talk about it. Yeah, and this is this the death of his mother is something that he should be absorbing emotionally mm-hmm. in like a totally different way. Right. But all he can think of is this like tangible I I don't know if it's tangible, but this like worldly thing where it's like now he knows he's not going to go to prison because of her yeah and that's basically like the only matter that it has you know what i mean yeah, yeah. what it should be is she's terrible and now i'm a little bit free you know and i've got right. mixed feelings about it but i wasn't thinking about killing her so i don't feel bad that she died you know <laughs> right, what I mean? right right yeah well i mean as he says you know he can't think of himself as as being a bad son you know mm-hmm. he has to fit that role you know like uh, there's just a lot on the, on the show. There's a lot about people like fitting exact roles, you know, like it's very conf- like Noah, for example, is very confusing to Tony because he's not just black. He's also Jewish. Which one is he? Like he needs to know where he stands. Like people on the show like to know, like, like things to fit in very particular specific boxes because, you know, that makes life a lot less predictable. That's and, right. And those weird, like unexpected moments don't happen if everything fits exactly where it should go. Right. Um, right. And and there's less anxiety. There's less panic and anxiety if everything is like, I know who this person is. I know what they're going to, you know, like like Ralphie's really scary to him, I think, a little bit because he doesn't know where to place him exactly. It's I like, think that's true. And I, th- but, and I think that, like, at least outside of the mafia business, I think that one of the interesting things is that, you know, there are just multiple instances, well, all the time, basically, with all of these other things, like with his mother, with Janice, with all this bullshit. You know, Tony is just trying, just just trying to work. He's just trying to do his business. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's all he wants to do. Like yeah. all this other bullshit. Like he really wishes that he could just like get past that, so he can just like run his business. Right. Yeah. But like that doesn't that doesn't really happen in the way that he wants it to because his business inherently, you know, poisons things mm-hmm. and like and emotionally puts him in a weird position for basically like every normal life event, like your mm-hmm. mother dying. Yeah. Um, should we talk a little bit more about the 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 scene with Melfi? 
Yeah, I think we should, um, because it's it's a it's a big. I mean, there's a big moment for Tony, right. and so it's a it's a it's a big therapy session, I guess. Yeah. Um, what do you think? <laughs> I just think that it's one of the most clear-headed therapy sessions they've had. You yeah. Know? Um, I don't really think he's playing much when he when he calls her a cunt. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, he gets very very intense, and um, I think that Melfi helps him helps to steer him towards something in a meaningful way. And this mm-hmm. is one of those rare moments where she's like, like, because she can, and you know why? It's because she can talk openly about it. She can say she tried to kill you, bro. Yeah, like I this know. is so. This is one of those things where, like, you know, he can actually fully absorb the situation because um, everything's out in the open. You know, all the cards are on the table. He yeah, doesn't have to, he doesn't have to tap dance around it and like feel it in a certain way. But in the back of his mind, know that you know the way he's acting is all bullshit because of his mafia. Yeah, yeah. Issues. And know? he's he's also he's also still kind of defending her in that scene too. He's she's Melfi says like you know well this thing did happen. You're letting her off. Yeah, and then he just kind of says well you know she was a demented old bat like who really knows what she was thinking and yeah, he yeah, just yeah. completely wants to deny deny it to himself. Well, and then he calls her a selfish miser- miserable cunt. Right. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. And Melfi's also right too. She's kind of like. When sometimes when people there's no joy in living, it's sort of maybe a relief to see them go. Well, this <laughs> and, is one of those. This is one of those rare instances where she can actually compare him to other people. And that's be like, that's this, true. This is normal what you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. And not just because of what you're going through with the legal issues. Right. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even yeah, someone who's I don't know if you've been taking care of a parent for like a decade, they've been sick all this whole right, time. Like, right. There might be, it's okay if you feel a little bit of like, okay, that is done. Like, you're, you're of course, sad to see them go and right. all that. But, right, for sure. But it's work, and, and, and Livia in particular was was just an incredible amount of work. But, yeah, it's a great scene, and I, I like that they end it with him being like, so we're done here, right? That's it? Like, yeah. you know, it just shows what Tony and maybe a lot of people think of therapy, where it's just kind of like, oh, if I just find that one thing that's wrong with me, like... That's it. Like I'll be free. I'll be healed. Yeah, but you know? but the flip side of it, I mean, because like yeah, that is like a, a kind of small way to look at therapy and stuff like that. Big time, yeah. But like on the other hand, you know, having been raised by a therapist and having seen a, a handful of therapies, yeah, um, <laughs> it is very therapy like for the way that Melfi says, "Now the real work can begin," which yeah. is like so frustrating <laughs> to hear, you yeah, know, yeah. like as a patient, yeah, or as a person who's like just trying to work through something, right? Oh wait, I'm still fucked up. Yeah, there's still things. There are still things that are wrong with me, and uh, but she shoots him straight in the, in this scene, and I and I really like it. But mm. I think that I think that that brings me to like my general thought about this, which is like you know Nancy Marchand died, and it's it's really sad. And they probably had a lot of plans. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, that courtroom set that they built is never going to get used. No, probably but, not. Well, they'll use it for Junior, like, once or twice. Yeah, <laughs> once or twice, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think that I, I think that maybe the writers and, and, you know, whoever, maybe even the actors, could have seen it as an opportunity. Like, they mm-hmm. really have... You know, now the real work can begin in some yeah. ways because, like, they can make the show about whatever they want now. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it forced them to be. You know, sometimes you do your most creative work when you have these limitations on you. You know what I mean? Like, I know for me, if I'm giving given a project and it's like you have unlimited time, go ahead, here you go. Like, 
That's so hard. It's really, but if it's like you have one hour, I'll that will be like the best thing I work on that week. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. I mean, I I, I do really well with that too. Where it's yeah. like, oh man, it was it's like due yesterday. You know? Yeah, what I mean? it's just because, like oh shit. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, because otherwise it gets filed in the like miscellaneous projects drawer, mm-hmm. and you're like, I, I'll get to it. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Sometimes these uh just these these left turns that you just have to take you didn't you didn't even realize sometimes we'll just we'll we'll you'll come up with some great stuff and i think that they do i think season three is some of the best stuff the show will ever do um i i totally agree and and you know we were talking the uh, last night the other night uh, in a bar (laughs) somewhere about the sopranos and i think that you know there are so many things that happen in season three where you're like shit that was season three too yeah there's so much stuff like Season three doesn't really have like a hallmark as far as I'm concerned. Like mm. season five has Tony Uncle Al, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. There are these hallmarks of, of each season, you know. Season two is like with pussy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But season three, so much happens, you know. Like, yeah. And there's, it, it, it goes in kind of a lot of different directions. Yeah. They, they really kind of nailed The Sopranos is always pretty good about it. It is like a linear story that, yeah. that it's, you know, it is a serialized story, but there were, it was mostly like a collection of short stories that like, didn't make sense until the last episode. And then you're like, oh, okay, I see where they were going with this. You mean and, in a season? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, in, in season three in particular, I feel like they do a great job. I mean, obviously one of the most famous one-off episodes is towards the end of the season when with Pine Barrens. Right. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, and yeah, they they really, they, they certainly hit a new stride. Even the look of the show, I feel like, is just like markedly better in this episode. Well, I think that this is, I think this is what I mean when I say it's really coming to its own. Right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. no joke. You've never I said mean, that before. Yeah, no, I have. So you know this episode is special. I mean it this time. Right. Yeah. You know, but I think that just like the way Tony looks, the way the way Meadow looks, like things if we're at cruising altitude here. Yes. And like we're not having to front load any like research or anything. You know, the writers mm-hmm. they no longer have to introduce us to stuff in certain ways. It's yeah. like you know, Ralphie coming in. There's no. I, I think that it's a luxury of them doing a good job of kind of painting the 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 ecosystem that we're in mm-hmm. in seasons one and two that they can be like okay there's this guy ralphie now and you know that he's new because you've never seen him before and yeah. like he's like he's this new like wild card you know that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah in there and yeah. and everything else is, is there are a lot of things we can rely on in the show yes you know for sure yeah it's uh yeah it's it's really i'm excited to talk about it finally well, after all these years <laughs> from all of us at nfz <laughs> prashai lavushka yes yes we will uh we'll also see her at the crossroads maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> should we just only play crossroads every time anytime someone, someone dies. dies we should maybe do that um it's a lot of bone thugs yeah <laughs> uh yeah so um i think i think we did it did we do it we did we did pretty well with this episode i think that we did pretty good yeah um i was funny I, extremely good. This yeah. may be your best stuff yet. All right, so I think we got it. I think this is a uh, like I said, one of the best episodes. We could probably go on for hours, but we don't have time. We to could, do that. but like I mean, the the episode speaks for itself. So I don't really yeah. know why we had to do an episode about it. I was we telling you, have. we probably shouldn't yeah. have. <laughs> we should have just skipped right to next week. Um, the episode that's so good, we're not going to even do a podcast <laughs> about it. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about Fortunate Son. Um, Christopher is going to move up a little bit in the world. Ah, uh, uh, yes, and they actually mentioned that in this in this mm-hmm. episode. Adriana's asking about it, yeah. which is awkward because uh, she's already asking too many questions. She's already asking too many questions. Fucking Furio's there. I'm surprised that he doesn't get a little bit more furious, right? Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna see some some good moments. We're gonna see Bobby Bacala playing with the lights, which is actually one of my favorite Sopranos <laughs> moments. I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess that's it for this week. I think that's it, yeah. We'll be back next week then. Uh, 
little business as usual. Subscribe, follow, email. You, you guys know the deal at this point. I don't think I have to say it anymore. Hit us up on MSN. Mm-hmm. Yes. We got our new MSN chat room going. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Well. My, my, my screen name is Big Wiener 420 <laughs> So yeah. find me. All right. Please. All right. We will. ASL. Uh, <laughs> all right. I think that's it. So that's we'll it. see you next week for Fortunate Son. And uh, guys, have a great week. For real. Yeah. I mean it this time. I agree. Yeah. Have a great seven-day stretch right now. All right. That's it. Goodbye. Fuck off.